The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this. I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat ruckers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of Liberty Media, uh, Sons of Liberty Radio.com, and also Sons of Liberty Media.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to Sons of Liberty Media.com, and uh, there you're going to see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you want to catch that, you can do so up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there on the left. On the right side of the page is uh, where we are, and all you got to do is click on the play button, blow it on whatever, whatever device you've got, and then in the bottom right-hand corner, look for the Rumble icon. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. On days where I don't have uh, people on, I can actually bring up all the chats 
and be able to see everybody's chats here. Uh, the, the, the bad thing is as I'm doing monologue, it's kind of hard to follow some of, the, some of the stuff there. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, but it's good to see all of you there in the chat. So, you know, if you guys are on Red State Talk Radio and you want to, you know, watch that video portion of the radio show, the chats are available not only on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live, but also beforeitsnews.com. We don't have chat over there, but we are on the top of the page there. And we want to thank Michael Roach for carrying us over there at beforeitsnews.com because uh, it does give us a lot, a lot of people who, quite frankly, need to see and hear some of the stuff we have. There's enough, you know, Q and nonsense and you know, Donald Trump idolatry and stuff like that that goes on that, that the people need the truth about what's what the reality is. OK, um, because there is a strong delusion in the land. Make no make no bones about that. OK, uh, we're also on DLive.TV at the Sons of Liberty and number of Facebook pages that bear my name. Uh, Twitch.TV. We're over there at uh, Real Tim Brown and also on Twitter for whatever that's worth at the Real Tim Brow too. So leave off the end, off the end of my name, the number two, the real Tim Brow two, and you can get that over there on Twitter if you're over there. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter that goes out once uh, every night between seven and eight Eastern. Uh, if you want our ministry email and know what's going on with the Sons of Liberty, go to Sons of Liberty Radio Live, or excuse me, Sons of Liberty Radio dot com, and uh, there you can sign up for the email right off the front page. And finally, if you agree with our message, you'd like to keep uh, keep us out there doing what we're doing, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, we really do appreciate you guys very, very much for what it is that you do. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple of things I <laughs> wanted to share here. And uh, this one, just because of eh, one little one little bleep, but I'm going to try to I'm going to try to watch for it. We'll see. But I, th what this lady says is uh, what a lot of you who listen would say. Uh, the, the, for much, much of what she says here, uh, you guys will give a hearty amen. And uh, like I said, I'll try to go to this one part. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I saw this yesterday. It's being passed around. I don't know who the lady is, but uh, what she's got to say is really good. Take a listen. Whoops, it's really quiet. And I will never Let's back this up again. I'm never gonna take another vaccine in my life. And I will never trust the government again. I'll also never trust the healthcare system. I'm never gonna eat a fucking and I'm never gonna comply with lockdowns or masks. I'm never gonna believe the mainstream media again. I'm never gonna acknowledge your pronouns. And I will never acknowledge a pedophile for anything but that. Although there is one thing I would like to thank our elite pedophiles for. They woke up a group of people that are going to destroy them. Come on. I'm here for two things. Freedom and up. And I'll tell you right now, I'm running out of freedom. Yeah, that's that's the that is that's part of the point, isn't it? Sorry. Didn't mean to blow you guys' ears out. That's part of the point here. They want to, to conform us to their mold. They want us to all say the same wicked, twisted, perverted kind of stuff and engage in it with them. And these couple of things the lady is talking about here is exactly what we're to be opposed to. And um, so high five to the lady for the quick little video there. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't care if they write law, a pretended law. It's not law. It's pretended law. 
about the pronouns you use for somebody. Most people who haven't been given over to a reprobate mind by God himself, and then, and, you know, that's a whole issue to deal with in itself. These, these uh, sodomites and lesbians and gender-confused people and everybody else coming into churches and saying, God's just fine with me. No, you haven't read your Bible. Romans 1 says he gave you up. He doesn't love you. He's given you up to your sin. Because you won't honor him as God. Doesn't say he embraces you and he loves you. Says he's given you up. When you give somebody up, that doesn't mean you're embracing them and accepting them for who they are. It means you've given them up. I don't know how much more clear it could be. Does the Bible show that God embraced Sodom and Gomorrah? Nope. He embraced the Benjamites there in Judges 19 and 20 when they tried to do the same thing? Nope. There was a destruction. By the way, we're going to try to cover some things. It'll probably be a historical and biblical look coming maybe Thursday and Friday or Thursday or Friday, whichever one we can fit that in. On this issue... Uh, so many people will bring up about once saved, always saved. You'll find out a little history of where that comes from. And, obviously, scripture of where that comes from. Uh, well, let, let me let me just save that for then, because it's not really out of that. Anyway, we'll, we'll deal with that when we deal with it. Okay, Just going to let you know, that's probably coming Thursday or Friday, or maybe both days. Maybe we'll do two parts. I, I don't know. Anyway, I've, I found that very interesting. Now, we're going to be talking about some other things today, and I want to show you this one. This is going to be in the um, in the archives. You, you guys have probably heard of this guy, Andrew Tate. Okay, I can't play the video because I don't have the means to bleep out just the massive amounts of profanities in here. Okay, And on a personal level... You know, I just, it, it's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to promote it. And I'm not going to promote it with people. Uh, but with Andrew Tate here, a lot of people watch this guy. And um, my boys had listened to a couple of things. They said, Dad, when you listen to him, you know, there's some things he says that are really good. I said, yeah, there are. I said, but you got to be careful. I said, because this guy's one, he's not a Christian. So he's going to come from a different worldview. And now here recently, he says that Christians really ought to become ought to become converts to Islam. That tells you how. And and by the way, he's engaged in things that that the Islamists, many Islamists, say that you shouldn't be engaged in. Uh, Kate brought some of that up before, but if you watch this video here, this guy has all kinds of webcam girls. He's um. He's not sleeping with them, because if you're sleeping with somebody, you're not doing anything. You're sleeping. Okay, I'd see how the language gets manipulated here. If sleeping was all that was occurring, it wouldn't be a problem. He's fornicating with a lot of these women. He's using them. And in this video, you're going to hear him talk about he doesn't even care if the girl is a minor, 16 years old. Yet he's elevated. Now, how is that? How can somebody like Jeffrey Epstein be viewed by the public, and I'm not talking about the Mockingbird media, but by the public at large, at least as far as I can see, as a pedophile? He's really not a pedophile. He was dealing with minors. There is a difference. Pedo is dealing with infants. 
It's little children. How can he be looked at a certain way, convicted of felonies regarding that, and yet this guy Andrew Tate is on here saying it with his own mouth and nothing is done to him? And by the way, uh, I think Kate's right on his Romanian you know, raid and all this. I think that's a bunch of bunk. This guy is out there, like so many of them, and he's going to be a bit of controlled opposition. But when you watch this video, and again, you don't want to play this around your kids. If you want to see what the guy is, this is who he is. This is who he is right here. And that will be in the uh, in the archives. This is another one. Uh, this is uh, Katie Hobbs being sworn in. I, you know, you guys on the radio, you won't be able to see it. Maybe you'll be able to hear some of it. When she's asked to defend the Constitution, she starts cackling and laughing and everybody laughs with her. Take a look. Mm-hmm. Of the United States. Do Gonna do that. Yeah, well, they're just playing it over and over. The the point is, is here's a lady. I mean, you talk about a conflict of interest. She's over the elections and stuff. She's doing these things. This is This is where I get a little frustrated with some people. They they just aren't getting it. They aren't getting it. Um, they still think that they have elections. Oh, you see the fraud. You've seen it for years. It wasn't just with Donald Trump. This has been going on for, for decades in this country. We know the old thing from Stalin. It's not about, you know, whether or not you're voting or what it is. Who count, who's counting those votes? And they've got the place, the people in place to count them and to add to them or take away from them. And in many cases, they can do it and you would never see it. This is why you've got, you know, it's harder for them to do it with paper ballots. They become more obvious. When it's electronic, you're tied into the Internet, Wi-Fi, whatever the case may be. You can do it behind people's backs and they don't know any different. This whole system is corrupt at its core. It's corrupt at its core. And, um, yeah. But there's Katie Hobbs. You guys out in Arizona. You know, and, it, 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 and it's everywhere. It's not just there. I got to tell you, I questioned the whole thing with Lindsey Graham here in South Carolina. How in the world is that guy continuing to remain in office? I mean, you talk about a blatant traitor. Senator Lindsey Graham is a blatant traitor. Our forefathers would have been swinging him from the tree. They would. They would. They would have already dealt with him years ago. And yet, here we are in South Carolina allowing such a guy to be in the U.S. Senate. He's already demonstrated he'll give arms to our enemies. He'll give arms to Nazis. Like in Ukraine, he's all behind that. He's been behind arming Al-Qaeda under the guise of Syrian rebels. Thank God. You know what? Tulsi Gabbard, for all the disagreements I have with her, thank God she came out and she said, hey, what's going on there in Syria ain't what you're being told. And her own party ripped her apart over that. One thing before we get to our, our topics here today. This came from Channel 4 News. Now, we played for you some stuff in the past, you know, about different um, flus and 
you know, AIDS and all this stuff from the past where Fauci was involved and things like this. This was an actual local channel for uh, news that exposed the swine flu scandal of 2010. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I'm going to share it with you. It was the first time I saw it was yesterday. And again, I'm not God. I don't see everything. So I see it as it comes across my desktop here. But uh, this is from 2010, and it's about a three-minute report. Take a listen to this. It is one of the greatest medical scandals of the century, according to a leading health expert in Brussels. The Council of Europe Health Chief has accused major pharmaceutical firms of organizing a campaign of panic and unduly influencing World Health Organization decisions. And with European countries now burdened with bills for millions of unwanted doses of the swine flu vaccine, he wants an investigation. Our science correspondent Tom Clark has this report. Flu viruses can spread. 64,000 people dead, tens of thousands hospitalized, a country crippled by a virus. The predictions of the impact of swine flu on Britain were grim. The government's response, spending hundreds of millions of pounds on antiviral drugs and vaccines, adverts and leaflets. But 10 months into the pandemic, only 355 Britons have died. And globally, the virus hasn't lived up to our fears. Were governments misled into preparing for the worst? Politicians in Brussels are now asking for an investigation into the role pharmaceutical companies played in influencing political decisions that led to a swine flu spending spree. There must be a process to, to get more transparency how the decisions in the, in the WHO, how they function and who is influencing the decisions of the WHO and what is the role of the pharmaceutical industry there. I'm very suspicious about the processes which are behind this uh, pandemic. The Council of Europe Committee want the investigation to focus on the World Health Organization's decision to lower the threshold required for a pandemic to be formally declared. The world is now at the start of the 2009 influenza pandemic. When this happened in June last year, governments had to activate huge pre-prepared contracts for drugs and vaccines with manufacturers. They also want to probe ties between key WHO advisors and drug companies. Who is deciding what the risk is? Is it the pharmaceutical companies who want to sell drugs? Or is it someone making a decision based on the perceived danger? In this case, it appears that the danger was vastly exaggerated. And was it exaggerated by the pharmaceutical companies in order to make money? Our government, like many others, is now paying the price for being prepared. Citing commercial confidentiality, the Department of Health won't actually tell us how much swine flu vaccine they actually ordered. But it's thought contracts were signed for 90 million doses. Yet fewer than 4 million people in the UK have actually had the jab. Officials here are now in negotiation with their key supplier, GlaxoSmithKline, to see if they can't rewrite that very expensive contract. Britain is now trying to cancel orders for 60 million doses of the jab. But we're not the only country awash with vaccine. France ordered 94 million doses. It's now trying to cancel contracts for 50 million of those. Germany is trying to cancel orders for 25 million doses. And the Netherlands has announced it will sell 19 million of the 34 million vaccines it ordered. Last month, an investigation by Channel 4 News raised serious questions about the government's decision to order millions of doses of the drug Tamiflu and the possibility of pharmaceutical industry influence on decision-making. 
Today, the Department of Health defended its pandemic purchasing decisions, telling us in a statement they were based on independent scientific advice to ensure the country against the worst possible effects of a pandemic. Hmm. Oh, the pandemic. Oh, the, the, the virus. This is the same kind of yap that we've been hearing for the past three years, isn't it? Same stuff. And yet these people never proven that any of this stuff ever existed. Well, Tim, people are getting sick. Yeah, they're getting sick. Tell you what, do yourself a favor. Read The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenbaum. I believe is how you pronounce his name. Read that. See the history of how electricity and electromagnetic frequency interruptions and all kinds of stuff like that have affected people. See how even doctors were using electricity to try to treat certain things, but they did it with, with limited you know, ability there. And what you're going to find out is things like the flu, they weren't attributed early on to some kind of virus. They were called influenza de sol, or the influence of the stars. Now, why was that? Because this was taking place across the earth. People were having the flu-like symptoms that we got. And you can see influenza, influence of the stars, right? Uh, the flu, they were having flu-like symptoms all across the earth. And yet, there wasn't this widespread travel that we have now that you can call a pandemic. How was that going on? Because it had nothing to do with a virus. It's a lie. It is a lie. And the point was, was that there were things that were happening, and then it would cause toxicity in the body, and people would get sick. This is not hard to understand. But what they have... Furstenberg, thank you very much, Jennifer. Uh, Furstenberg. So they have taken... And they have repackaged something that used to be known that it was something else. It was something outside the body that was coming into the body and making people sick. And now they've turned it into a marketing scheme to get you to take your shots because they know they can get government to give them billions of your dollars that they're not authorized to do, under, and at least under our Constitution, they're not authorized to do. They can get them to give them billions of dollars on your behalf and offer you the shot for free, right? That that's their that's their promo. That's their tagline of what they're doing. Okay. All right. Those are the videos that I have for today. Um let me give you the news here up front about this uh this thing that well I tell you what instead let's save that one for the for the last part. This is uh Fresh out from the expose, we have it here at sonsoflibertymedia.com, but from the expose. And um, this is about Pfizer and government documents uh, confirming that ADE, VAED, and AIDS from co are, are being produced in the bodies of people who took the COVID shots. Now, listen. And you guys who have been here at the Sons of Liberty, this has been a recurring theme for more than two years. From before December 2020, when they rolled out the shots, we were warning about this stuff, that, that some of this stuff was in here. We had Dr. Kerry Midday provide us an, you know, three pages worth of um, ingredients, if you will, 
that were in the child, the children, COVID shot. Many of those were weaponized. And they picked them up based, based on the frequency of what the ingredients were. And that list is on sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can, you can see it for yourself as to what the results were. And that was in the children's shot. So we know they put all kinds of things in there. And part of the problem is, is we're three years on in the pandemic. We're more than two years on now with the shot being out there. We're seeing it daily. Um, again, I, you know, I don't say every, every, um, uh, person that, or excuse me, I don't say every, every person that dies is, uh, um, whatchamacallit, they, 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 they've taken the shot, but, uh, but I, this is what I wake up to each day. Okay. And just, let me just show you this. I, I have, I just have never seen, and I've said this before, I've never seen so many people being reported dead. Now, people, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people die every day, just like hundreds of thousands, millions of people are born every day. That's not anything, you know, that should cause us to be um, questioning certain things. It should be something that, that reminds us that our life is like a vapor and that we're going to go answer for, for our life and the things that we do in this body. But, Overall, it's not really news. This is what I get up to each day. I want you just to look here. Anita Pointer. I saw this last night. Dead at 74. Gangsta Boo. I mean, at least come up with a decent name if you're going to. Gangsta Boo. Reportedly. Reportedly dead at 43. I could scroll through here, and I think there's several others. Um, this is the, the main scroll, anyway. Usually... There's two or three. What was that one? Hang on. Let's back up here a second. Uh, okay. Aspiring actress enters a life of chronic pain and hope after stroke at 40. Okay. That's not. But usually you'll scroll through here and you'll see these. You'll see junk too. Um, well, that was some kind of memorial before there. Maybe this isn't the best day to show it. <laughs> but uh, usually you'll scroll down. You'll you'll go through their, their highlighted part here and you'll see several people dead and again even to see two on the thing of course we had barbara walters um and uh, the antichrist pope uh, that had stepped down and now he's lying in state thinking he's uh, i guess they think he's going to be really a saint when really he's under the judgment of god uh, benedict yep and benedict is no different than the guy who's in there now Really isn't. But this is some of the stuff I, I wake up to. Some of it's just trash news. Of course, I don't even know why it why it makes news. Uh, it's really interesting. But uh but a lot of these these deaths that occur, um I, I've just never seen anything like it. I, I I don't know if you guys have or not. Maybe you guys want to chime in the chat or whatever, but uh, I've never seen anything like it. But anyway, this comes from the expose. Let me give you the, let me give you the, the Cliff's Notes version of this. We'll, we'll go through some of it. And then, um, I want to hit this thing on this news about this attorney general, Epstein and JP Morgan, uh, because that's largely been silenced by the media as well. 
Here's what the expose reported. Confidential documents revealed that within months of receiving the initial doses of COVID-19 vaccines, that's a fraudulent term for that shot. Some individuals are developing antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE, and vaccine-associated enhanced disease, VAED. The fact that they even know this and they have little terms for it tells you they know their shots are crap. They're not safe and effective. They never were. Even the ones that came before these mRNA shots. And I'll tell you, you see the ingredients that Dr. Carey provided. You kind of go, um, did you break the kitchen sink up and break it and put it in there too? I mean, because it's just ridiculous. The amount of stuff in there. And if you're a thinking person at all, if your brain works to even simply try to contemplate something, and you saw what they put in these shots, you would go, why in the world would I put that in my body? And the only reason you will take it into your body is because you believe in the white lab coat priests of Big Pharma and of the science, quote-unquote, community. That's the only reason you'll take that thing. And the only reason they're going to tell you is because they've been indoctrinated with it themselves. They are deceived and they are deceiving. That's the way Scripture lays things out. They are deceived and they are deceiving. The expose went on and says, and as if they're, they're, that weren't alarming enough, official documents also prove that a mysterious form of acquired immune deficiency syndrome is also appearing in a disturbing number of recipients just five months after their initial injections. We said that was going to happen. We said that was going to happen. And is that happening? Yep. Now it's being confirmed. It's not a conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy fact. And the people are going to have to deal with the conspirators. Plain and simple. Not our representatives, us. We're going to have to do it. If you're a person that continues to think, if you vote for a red wave, if you get Donald Trump in there, if you get Ron DeSantis in there, if you get you know your favorite politician in there, it's all going to be straightened out and it's going to be much better. You are part of the problem. You would be better off not voting. Not that I'm encouraging you to vote for anybody in D.C. in the first place. That place needs to be destroyed. And when I mean destroyed, I mean dissolved in the sense that Thomas Jefferson gave it in the Declaration of Independence, which is part of our law. We have the right to dissolve it because we're the ones that formed it. And shame on us for doing so without more safeguards in place and without ensuring that the people would actually be educated enough to bring justice against these people. Because that's what's missing is the justice part. we got all kinds of crime that we can highlight. We're missing the justice part. And again, I appeal to my brothers, the men who are listening to me. This is our responsibility. We're going to have to educate ourselves because nobody's going to do it for us. We're going to have to bind with like-minded men in our community. I'm not looking to save the world. I'm not looking to save the United States. But I am looking to do what I can in the area of influence that I'm in. This little place here in South Carolina. And you should too. You should too. And I encourage you to go to tacticalcivics.com to learn about your civics duty. Because we can do it. Don't let somebody tell you you can't do it. Don't let somebody tell you you can't fight against tyranny. 
Don't let somebody tell you that, that you don't have the right to do that. You do. And not only do you have the right, God's commanded you to do so. He's commanded you to be a protector and a provider for your family. He's called on you to, he's commanded you to love your neighbor as yourself. Yep, that's what he's called you to. This may be explain why, tragically, official government records confirm that millions of people have mysteriously died suddenly in countries around the globe. That's not mystery. There's not a mystery here. There's no mystery. Died suddenly in countries around the globe, including the United States, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, and Europe. Notice these are all Western countries, too. There is an attack on the West. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with something called the Solemn League and Covenant. This came before what we have here in America. And sadly, the countries involved in that broke that covenant too. We've just had a long line of covenant breakers. Why is that? That's the history of man. Because man is a, man is a sinner. This is why the gospel has to be at the center of any kind of government at all. Why? We just came through this season where we remember the incarnation. And I'm not going to argue the all the trappings of the, that stuff that goes on with it. But what I'm going to say is, is this. The Bible says that the government will be upon his shoulders. And for the believer, we are governed by Christ. We are governed by him. He is our king. Pray that with my son every morning when he goes to work here. You are our God and our King. You are our master. We are your servants. Yes, we are part of his family. We are sons and daughters of God, but we are your servants too. To do what is pleasing to you. I was thinking about Philippians this morning in which he says, it is God who works in us both to will and to do his good pleasure. Ephesians 2, 10, we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. This is, this is how he works in us. So the, 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 the story here goes on. I'm just going to show you some of the images uh, for those of you who are in the video um, chats and such. But for those of you who are on uh, the radio, they're showing you several several examples of things you can find online here in, in a search. One example of a bacteria infection that can potentially be worsened by ADE or VAE, what we just talked about a little while ago, is Streptococcus. Where do they get these names? I just I wonder what they use. It's got to be some kind of Latin or something. I don't know. Anyway, Streptococcus A or strep A infection. Strep A is a type of bacteria that can cause a wide range of illnesses, including sore throat, pneumonia, and sepsis. You have most likely seen in the mainstream news that step A infection is killing children left, right, and center this winter. Hmm. It's probably because people gave them different kinds of shots. You're giving them the flu shots. You're giving them the COVID shots. I'll tell you, man, I, I, I just... I don't get it now. I do understand why parents do a lot of that 
because they've been taught by their parents to do it. They think this is what we're supposed to do. I, I was in that boat. My wife and I did that early on. You know, we're not pure as the wind-driven snow. We had to learn too. It wasn't until we started questioning, why, why are we doing this? And started looking up, what are they putting in the bodies? I mean, even the stuff they talk about dropping in their eyes, I question. When the babies are born in the hospital, they want to drop these drops in their eyes. They want to give them the shot of vitamin K. They want to give them the hepatitis B shot and all this other stuff. And it's like, why? It's a newborn. They got a pretty awesome immune system when they're newborn. Usually, if mom's been taking care of herself, they got a pretty awesome immune system. And we go in there thinking, it's like what we were showing yesterday. You remember the uh, the thing out of China with the fake sun that, that I showed you the video of? We think that we can do better than God at that. And I'm sure there are people who have good intentions in doing it. The, 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 the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Now, I'm not trying to attack individual people. What I'm saying is, why are we not thinking about what we're doing? It's like we just say, ah, this is the way it's supposed to be. We never question why we're doing what we're doing. Anyway, this goes on, and uh, there's a whole lot here. I mean, there's just a ton of information. And I want you to you know, take the time to go over there and educate yourself on what's going on here. This information, listen, let me say this. This information is getting out. Don't be discouraged with their censorship. Okay, don't be discouraged with it. Some of you are daily sharing it on social media, but it's not so much that because probably who you're sharing it with already knows. But it's the people you come in contact with every day, the people at the grocery store, the people at the department store, the people at the gas pump. As you're sharing and stuff, I'll guarantee you many people don't know and you're helping to influence that. And for people who actually would pay attention, they'll take that information that you give them, they'll go and they'll check it out themselves. And everybody pretty much nowadays has no excuse for why they can't know certain things or why they can't educate them th themselves on certain things. With the internet, the, one of the great things I told my kids was, I said, I never had anything like this when I was a kid. I was by myself. I was the only kid up until the time I was 12. And I spent... You know, a lot of time playing educational games and doing all kinds of reading and all kinds of stuff. But I never had the ability to go. If I wanted to learn to do something, I didn't have that ability like you do today. You can go on any of these video platforms. You can learn how to do whatever you want. You want to fix your phone? You go on there. You, oh, I got this kind of phone. I want to learn how to fix it. They'll tell you how to do it. You want to know how to use a, a Photoshop program? You can go in there and learn how to do things. Spend time in there learning how to do it. You want to change something on your car? You want to fix something on your car? You can do that. I mean, it's pretty. It's, it's a pretty incredible thing. It's a pretty great blessing to have and to be able to use. Um, but going back to this, one of the documents contained in the latest data dump is reissue 5.3.6 post-marketing experience, which is a PDF. Table 5 found on page 11 of the document shows an important potential risk, and that risk is listed as vaccine-associated enhanced disease, including vaccine-associated enhanced respiratory 
disease. V-A-E-R-D. Okay. And you'll see some of the highlights of, you know, how many people had different things. 138 cases. Um, they reported uh, 317 potential relevant events were retrieved. Um, and then they come down a little bit further. You'll see some stuff life-threatening. And then you'll see those that were fatal, 38, um, not resolved and unknown. And then you'll you'll see different things. Drug ineffective. Uh, boy, this is a, an anatomy deal. Dysnoia, D-Y-S-P-N-O-E-A. Diarrhea. Okay, we can deal with diarrhea. That's not that bad. Uh, COVID-19 pneumonia. Yeah. Vomiting. I mean, the diarrhea was more than the COVID-19 pneumonia. Check that out. Respiratory failure, seizure, all these kinds of things you can see in this report. And here's the thing. Here's, here's what I want you to catch. The FDA knew all this stuff. They're, they're lawless. They're not authorized in our Constitution. Nowhere in Article 1 do you see anything about the Food and Drug Administration being put into place. Nowhere in the in the Constitution do you see where the federal government is supposed to be determining what we can eat, what we can't eat, what we can put in our bodies, what we can't put in our bodies. It's not their business. They can't seem to do the job that we established or that the, our forefathers established the federal government to do. They can't seem to do that, but they can do every stinking thing else under the sun. And they don't even do that well. As you can see, the FDA knew this. They put it out in the public. This is an experiment. We are still in an experiment. This is not proven science. This is false science. It is pseudoscience. It is sorcery, as the Bible says. It's not real science. It's not safe, and it's not effective. It's deadly. That's what it is. The wages of sin is death, and the Bible tells us that there's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof leads to death. It leads to death. Man thinks that he's got this under control, that he can fix it. And all he is doing is promoting death. That's what they're doing. This is a pretty, again, a long uh, article. Uh, of some things that are going on here. But again, they have they have known about this for some time. This is not, it's new to us confirming it. It's things that we spoke about. It's things that we took other information from. Uh, but again, all of this stuff is things that they've known about. This is why the FDA wanted to keep those documents, hundreds of thousands of pages of Pfizer documents from their trials. Which, by the way, they didn't do those in 2019, 2020. They were working on them back years before. We've got reports on that as well. They were working on them before. And FDA wanted to keep them from your site for 75 years. 75 years. You only do something like that if you know you're guilty of what you're doing. And sadly, the majority of American people won't ever see those documents. They'll never read these reports because the Mockingbird media aren't going to give them to them. And many people are too lazy to go look for it. And they don't think it affects them or anything else. 
Now that's that part. This is the part on Epstein. Came across this yesterday. Now this happened over the weekend, the New Year's weekend. An attorney general was fired after she filed a lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase for facilitating Jeffrey Epstein's abuse of women and girls. This comes from the Virgin Islands Consortium. Here's what they have to say. Attorney General Denise George was terminated on Saturday after serving four years with Brian with the Bryan administration. The consortium can confirm. The decision by Governor Albert Bryan to fire the AG came just days after Bloomberg News revealed that Miss George, in her capacity as a VI Attorney General, had filed a lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase, the largest bank in the United States and the world's largest bank by market capitalization, without first informing, Gover informing Governor Bryan of such a major action, said a person with knowledge of the matter. The lawsuit claims J.P. Morgan uh, Chase facilitated convicted felon Jeffrey Epstein's abuse of women and girls, alleging that the bank should have known about Epstein's illegal activity and as part of its anti-money laundering procedures should have reported their client to authorities. George accused the bank of turning a blind eye to the sex trafficking operations that went on on Epstein's private island in the USVI Little St. James. J.P. Morgan, as of Thursday, had not yet commented on the lawsuit. However, reports from a source to the Guardian newspaper are that the disgraced financier's relationship with the bank ended long before his ongoing misconduct became known. Yeah, well, okay, be became known. See, see how they'll do that? Before it became known. It was going on be long before it became known. People familiar with the situation said Mr. Bryan had been frustrated with Miss George for some time and that her action against the bank was the final straw. Carol Thomas Jacobs, Chief De Deputy Attorney General at the VI uh, Department of Justice, has been tapped as acting AG following Miss George's termination. The consortium has learned. Clearly, this is more about uh, more than just talking to the governor. I want to know if Mr. Bryan has any ties to Epstein. Don't you? I, I want to know if Mr. If Governor Bryan here is trying to save face, is trying to cover something. Maybe that'll be worth an investigation here into what's going on. And why do these things keep happening? Why do they keep happening? And it's the Virgin Islands, VI. They keep happening because the people are not doing their duty. Now, the you're listen you the people are not to blame for the people's crimes that's not the issue but we the people are to blame when we don't bring justice against it because there's no other people that we can blame we're the government or we're supposed to be we've forgotten how that works and that's really our problem we've become an ignorant people that don't know Oh, we can cite the constitution but practically how do we carry out our responsibility as the people and this is why I'm, I, I point back to learning our civic duties, because we can sort these things out. We can bring a resolve to this. Now, you know my situation. Uh, you know my thoughts. Let me move this just a little bit. You know my thoughts on the issue of how we deal with the federal government. 
but I make no bones about it. I would have been an anti-federalist. I would have been with Patrick Henry and his boys on this. You just fought off a tyranny of a central government and you want to put another one back in its place? Are you out of your mind? That's That just doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to do that? Yet they did it. But the issue is that the people have to bring justice. And you go, Tim, you guys talk about that all the time. How do we do that? How do well, we've talked about how, you know, if you've got federal officers and things, that kind of thing, the Constitution lays that out. We can't get those people to do their job in that. That's why I'm done with them. They're corrupt to the point where they won't do their job. They ignore the Constitution to the left and to the right, and I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat, they ignore it. And here's one of the really sad parts about this. We talked about this with David Rizzolata last week. There are many who would maybe have the same goals, morality, all of these kinds of things that you and I do, but they get sucked into the, pol the political language and they get sucked into the party mindset, which John Adams said was a great evil. And they think that's how they're going to solve the problem. It's not. They're just exacerbating the problem. They're going along with the problem, and half of them don't even know that they're doing it. They think it's really the solution. That's what you call being under a delusion. It really is. And the Bible tells us this, because we've seen so many people justify their crimes. Katie Hobbs, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Donald Trump, Mike Pence, Barack Hussein Obama, Satora Sabarka, you name them. They're, they're sitting there justifying their crimes. Nancy Pelosi, the rest of them, Mitch McConnell, justifying what is not justifiable because they don't have authority to do it. Proverbs 17, 15, he who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both alike an abomination to the Lord. The one who justifies the wicked and the one who condemns the righteous are both alike. An abomination to the Lord. What are men to do? They're to love justice. They're to want justice. They're to desire justice. Why? I don't understand why people don't get this. This is not hard to understand. It really isn't hard to understand. If you do not bring justice, okay, you enable criminals. You enable them. Boy, if you... I, have any of you guys ever seen these videos where these criminals are convicted of their crime and the judge reads the sentence to them? And it's like the life goes out of them. Now, their sentence is not, you're going to get the chair in 10 days, or you're going to get the hangsman's noose, or you're going to get a rock party, whatever the case. It's usually, you're going to get 85 years in jail. That's not justice. But the guys hear it that they're, the liberty or the, the liberty that they had before they committed the crime, that's gone now. They're in a cage. For the rest of their life, basically. And you watch these people. They fall to the ground. The life is out of them. They come undone. They're weeping. Now, it's not a godly sorrow that leads them to repentance. It's a carnal kind of 
sorrow. But you bring justice and you'll start in securing and you'll start securing the fact that you have your liberty. Because justice has not been brought, your liberty is always infringed. And why is that? Take a look at it. The clearest example I can think of is background checks for guns. Why are they there? It's to make sure you're not a criminal. Why? Because they didn't bring justice on the criminals and they let them out. And so they want to make sure those criminals don't get their guns anymore. Which, by the way, is kind of goofy to me. You say, why is that, Tim? Well, if let's take their scenario. We may go over just a little bit here because I want to hit a couple more of these scriptures. But the reason that's a problem is is if you don't bring justice there, or if you brought justice there, there'd be no reason to have background checks. And then when the person does go, what are we told that they're doing? They're paying their debt to society. Stop and think about that a second. Think of the backwards kind of talking that is. A person goes into an 8 by 8 cell. They got three hots and a cot and a steel toilet or whatever. They, they've got access to the internet, access to library. Uh, they got access to weights, gym, all this kind of stuff, cable television, whatever the case may be, at your expense. And their victims and their family, the victims' families' expense. How is that justice? And then when they do get out, if they get out, they're told, well, you can't do certain things in this. And they're like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Did they pay their debt to society or not? If they pay their debt to society, why don't they get their rights back? Oh, well, Tim, you can't do it. No, no, no. You're not following me. If you think like that, you're not following me. My point is, if they've paid the debt, why don't they have all of their liberty back? Well, we can't trust them again. Um, okay, well, then why don't you bring justice? Oh, we can't do that, Tim. We can't do that. Christians even say it. Oh, you're bloodthirsty. Oh, this death penalty. Look, I don't want to kill anybody. I never have, I never have said that. I want to be the last person to do any of that. I want to see people repent. I want to see them live before the Lord. And we have his blessings together. That's what I want to see. That's not what's going on here. So what are we to be? Micah says, Oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? Let me ask you something. Is that what we're really doing here in this country or any others for that matter? Are we loving justice? Are we walking humbly with our God? Do we love kindness? People say that to stave off the fact that the law condemns them and they don't want to hear about the need for a Savior. Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. If you'll hang on, we're going to finish this up just real quickly on the other side of this. And we'll see you tomorrow for Rotten to the Core Wednesday with Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor, Lord willing. See you. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk uh, Radio. And uh, let me hit just a couple of more of these. Uh, because, you know, the scripture is filled with this, this idea of justice. And why is that? Why does the scripture talk a lot about justice? What well, talks a lot about justice because it is the character of God. It is the character of the lawgiver. That's what the God, as we understand it, contains a lot of different concepts in our mind, but ultimately it is the law, he's the lawgiver. 
And what is the lawgiver going to do? Well, he's going to execute justice according to his law. I'll give, uh, I was speaking about Andrew Tate a little while ago. I'll give Andrew Tate uh, some credit. He was talking about a theocracy in one of uh, his little rants, and he was right on about what he was saying. Exactly right on. Said the same thing I've said. Every government, every government, every one of them on the face of the planet, excuse me, on the face of the earth, <laughs> is a theocracy. Every one of them. Because the God of that society is the lawgiver of that society. Every one of them. And um, that lawgiver is also going to tell you what the punishment is for violating that law. Mm -hmm. And you know what? For us as believers, God has given that to us in the scriptures. He's given us those things. Jeremiah 23, 22, 3-5, listen to this. Thus says the Lord, do justice and righteousness and deliver the hand of the oppressor, him who has been robbed. And do no wrong or violence to the resident alien, the fatherless and the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. Listen to that. Do no wrong or violence to the resident alien. That's, that's a foreigner the fatherless, orphans, and the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. For if you will indeed obey this word, then there shall enter the gates of this house kings who sit on the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, they and their servants and the, their people. But if you will not obey these words, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that this house shall become a desolation. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Ephesians, excuse me, Ecclesiastes 5 and verse 8. If you see in a province the oppression of the people and the violation of justice and righteousness, do not be amazed at the matter, for the high official is watched by a higher, and there are yet higher ones over them. Understand this, though. They're all in this age under the watchful eye of God. None of them are getting out alive. They're not going to get out alive. God will hold them accountable. But here's the thing. We're to be his hands and feet in holding them accountable. And I think that's where the church has lost its, its salt, its power, at least in this area. They lost their power in the gospel because many churches who claim to be churches don't even have a saving gospel. They don't know how to confront sin. They don't know how to show it, expose it, or anything else. So if you can't expose sin, then you have you can't show a, a savior from sin. Jesus is just a tack on for you. Jesus loves you just like you are. You don't have to change. You don't have to repent. Nothing. And what we're going to do is we're going to let people who live in their sin openly and promote it openly and proudly, something the Bible stands again. God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. And they they live it right there, and they claim to be bishops and deacons and teachers and pastors and prophets and apostles, and they're none of it. They're ministers of Satan, disguised as angels of light. That's what they do. Well, it's a little harsh. That's what Scripture says they are. They certainly are upholding the word of God, that's for sure. 
We read from Leviticus 19, you shall do no justice in court or injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great, but in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. Proverbs 29, 27, an unjust man is an abomination to the righteous, but one whose way is straight is an abomination to the wicked. Hmm. Let's be some abominations to the wicked. How about it? Instead of going along and being an abomination to the Lord, let's be an abomination to the wicked. That means let's be a disgusting thing to them. Let them call us names. Let them, let them get angry. But let's bring justice. Let's silence that. Let's deal with it when they commit these crimes. There's so many texts. I mean, my goodness, we, we could go through so many. Let me give you the words of Jesus here, Luke 18. And there we read about a parable that's going on. And, um, you know, you, you see this widow who comes in and she keeps bothering this unjust judge, but she keeps pestering him. Day and night, she's pestering. And finally, the judge is just fed up and he goes, if I don't deal with this lady and give her what she wants, she's never going to leave me alone. And the lady's righteous. He's an unjust judge. And he ends up, because she pesters him, she ends up giving him what she's wanting, which is justice. Now, I'm not going to say that we can't pester some people in representative areas, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be a gang up style. I have heard it said, if these guys in a single day get 30 or 40 calls on a single issue, they'll actually pay attention to it. I don't know how true that is. I'm all for just the people governing themselves. That's, but, but again, the people are going to have to learn to govern themselves. And this is a large measure in which we're dealing. So many people have become dependent upon government for this, that, and the other. Many of you are older and you're dependent upon government to live your life, to care for your health and all this other. You've got to start forsaking that stuff. You've got to repent and turn away from that desire that the beast would take care of you and trust in the Lord in that. And I'll say something that I've said to those who name the name of Christ as the church of God. You're going to have to start taking care of your brother and sister. You're going to start taking care of those of your own family. The Bible says if you don't do that, you're worse than, I mean, the application is, is obviously directly towards widows that Paul talks about, but it's, it's towards those of your own house. If you don't take care of them, you're worse than an unbeliever. You've denied the faith. These are practical things. This is sound practice for sound doctrine. And over and over and over and over again, we read about the injustices and about the failure of the people to bring justice. Amos 5.11. Let me give you these two and we'll close with this. Therefore, because you trample on the poor and you exact taxes of grain from him, you have built houses of hewn stone, but you shall not dwell in them. You have planted pleasant vineyards, but you shall not drink their wine. And then we read in Isaiah chapter 10, verses 1 to 3, Woe to those who decree iniquitous decrees and the writers who keep writing oppression. See, this is what we're dealing with is not anything new. 
they had these guys writing all these pretended laws. Jesus was dealing with them. Uh, you see it with the Pharisees all day long. They're oral traditions, not the word of God. The Beatitudes are all about that. You've heard it said, but I say to you. Jesus is correcting the lies that they put out, the pretended legislation that they put out. And he gets back to the heart of the matter. He says, you, your writers keep writing oppression to turn aside the needy from justice and to rob the poor of my people of their right, that widows may be their spoil and that they may make the fatherless their prey. What will you do on the day of punishment in the ruin that will come from afar? To whom will you flee for help and where will you leave your wealth? See, it's not anything new, nothing new under the sun. Men have been writing pretended legislation and trying to lord it over their fellow man for millennia. The Ten Commandments are pretty simple. They really are. That's the moral law of God. It both condemns the wicked and it becomes instruction for those who have been born again, who are righteous. They were the righteousness of Christ. It becomes the defining document, if you will, for what real love is. How do you know what real love is? Man, I love you. Remember those commercials? The Budweiser commercials? I love you, man. What does that mean? You're my buddy? Or you get the, 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 the guy who's infatuated with the young lady. Oh, I love you. What does that mean? You got butterflies in your stomach? You got you got some goosebumps that come up when you get a little kiss or whatever? Touch your you hold your hand or what is that what it is? You know, the Bible has three words for love. They're all different. One is sexual in nature. Eros. The the other one is a, a, a feel a kind of love. So where we tie our, our word for Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, which is, I think, anything but that sometimes. It's a, it's a brotherly kind of love. And then there's the agape, the, the, the love that is unconditional. And yet, when it comes to loving God, Part of loving God is keeping his commandments, that we love him and we keep his commandments. First of all, we keep his commandments because they're in, we're in Christ and Christ kept them perfectly. That's how we can have a righteousness that's outside of ourself. And yet we are those who are working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. How do we do that? We're doing that by repenting. Daily, we're repenting where God shows us, hey, you're wrong in this area. Correct that. And just like any father, he's going to discipline us in that until we get it right. Isn't that what we do with our kids? Why should it seem strange that God does that with us? Some of my kids, I could tell them one time, boom, and it's done. Never have a problem with it. I can tell, I can tell, I could tell some kids certain things to do and not do. And I never, I would never have an issue with it, but I would have it with, with something else with them. And some I would have to do it several times before they caught on to what I'm trying to teach them. The Father's the same way with us. 
He is correcting us. He's disciplining us. He's driving us to himself that we might be conformed to the image of his son, the Lord Jesus. Don't become discouraged if God is disciplining you. Why are you talking all this stuff here? Because we've got to, if you don't like what Jeffrey Epstein was doing and you don't like what JP Morgan was doing, and if you don't like what Pfizer's doing, if you don't like what FDA is doing, well, get yourself under control first and govern yourself and then start bringing that same kind of discipline and justice that you're bringing on yourself. You're enforcing on yourself, your government upon yourself and start executing it out there. How are we going to do that? Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, 16. Specifically implying this to men. This is our duty. It's our duty, fellas. And we can do it. God has given us all things for life and godliness. That includes bringing justice. We can do this. We really can. But we're going to have to make the effort to do it. We're going to have to get off of being information and political junkies. And we're going to have to give time to other men in our area. We're going to have to learn to use our weapons. We're going to have to learn how to gather evidence. We're going to have to learn how to present that evidence. We're going to have to learn how to be good citizens in the fact that what we're looking to do is uphold justice so we secure our liberty. We're going to have to learn to do that again. And if you're like me, which I assume the majority of you are out there, Nobody taught you how to do that. So we're going to have to learn to do it. And we're going to have to learn to do it whether D.C. stays in place, whether we secede, whether we dissolve it, whether we create something else, or whatever the case may be. We're going to have to learn to do it in order to secure the blessings of liberty around us and the areas in which we're in. And I pray God would give us of his spirit, that he would not take away his spirit from us, but that he would infuse more of his spirit, that we might be those kind of men. I'm not so much preaching at you guys as I'm preaching at me. Because I got to learn it too. I've got to learn it too. And I pray that the Father will enable us that we might see this thing through, that we, that we might win the day. What was the song we played in the pre-show? No weapon formed against us shall prosper, right? All who rise up against us shall fall. I will not fear what the devil may bring me. Why? I'm a servant of God. And you are too if you're in the Lord Jesus. If you're not, then the Bible commands you to repent. I don't like that Christianity stuff. I'm not asking you about the Christianity stuff. We're just talking about you, yourself, a sinner, one who has violated God's law, his moral law, whether it be through adultery, fornication, idolatry, lying, stealing, dishonoring your mother and father, having other gods before him, maybe claiming that you're a Christian and then living like you're a devil, whatever the case may be of how you violated God's law, stop sinning. Stop doing it. Renew your mind. Learn to govern yourself by the power of the Spirit of God. And then honor God with the good works that he has set you apart for. Ephesians 2, 8, and 10, 8 through 10. Honor him with those things. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And in the morning, we'll be back with you with Lynn Taylor. Rotten to the core Wednesday, Lord willing, 6 a.m. Talk to you then. See ya.